what you're about to do. This is volume eight of the Essays on Grief. Looking back from today, I see a breathtaking vista of suffering, sadness, and emptiness. Yet as volume seven ended, I have been introduced to the most remarkable aspect of this journey. I have been granted an extraordinary privilege. I have been granted my heartfelt prayer for conversation. And what a glorious transition to an unexpected level of life it has been. As I write this, trying to put any of it in perspective is just not possible. If I could, and in my heart of hearts want so desperately to do, summarize the amazing days I have had since God unmistakably changed the state of grief forever just 22 days ago. In trying to absorb the unabsorbable, I have been led to a realization of a calm I have not had in my life for years. Many, many years. Seemingly now perched on the highest peak of this journey, after being in abject awe of surpassing each preceding peak I have been led to reach, I marvel at God's hand in my current state. Being on a path of discovery, both in rediscovering my own life as I struggle to identify just what I as a person will become, as well as the incredible openness and sharing I am experiencing from the conversation I am being blessed to drink in. I had a thought yesterday, March 21st, which I knew was not mine. I always know when it's not a thought of my origin because its very existence of the thought, it was beyond me. It just popped into my head. Within its simplicity, a scope that transcends mere human thinking. The thought, you have something to learn from your conversations. Excuse me, what? Apparently, now I will fully realize that I am being taken to this new life I have been finally embracing. And, as the future comes to take me there, I have been given a new precious thing. Someone to help me. In that help is a sharing of the deepest aspects of grief. This is a powerful new dimension of this next part of the journey. I am ready to take it. Let's find out what I have to learn. Lessons of Peace, written Friday, March 28, 2020, day 229, afternoon. As I enter yet another part of this journey, I am entering unfamiliar territory. Those who have been rescued from traumatic situations encounter a difficult period of time after their rescue. The physical conditions have dramatically changed for the better due to the rescue. The ongoing pain of each day now replaced by the strange yet welcome atmosphere of stability. Yet to the rescued participant, there is a considerable amount of transition that is ahead. The physical conditions may have changed, but the emotional trauma, the daily struggle against the formidable powers of captivity, still hold a latent grasp on the rescued soul. Having been blessed to not have suffered physically in any way, the depths of the emotional trauma I have experienced were bottomless. In that emotional wilderness, the ever-present reality that the awfulness cannot really be shared to receive comfort. This was a constant frustration. Wanting to relieve the suffering with some form of comfort, all that could be done was experience the empathy and compassion that others attempted to provide. Those efforts, though, did not really pierce that emptiness. Not wanting to be viewed as broken, which we are, 
We put our best foot forward, all the time knowing that we're just pretending for the public. The public that observes, oh look, how well they are doing. When all the time we are just gagging at the dichotomy of the emotional spectrum in which we must live, putting on that happy public persona while our insides struggled to endure. Now entering this time when the forces of darkness have essentially lost their full power, yet they do retain the ability to still bite a bit, this new reality is very strange. Having a visit from an old friend, Calm, see Volume 7, Essay 15, Reunion, was quite the surprise. Just the appearance of Calm was as much of shock as Calm can inflict. Calm, by its very nature, is a settling thing. This week, however, a new arrival has made an equally dramatic entrance in its own understated way. Peace. Peace arrived earlier this week. Its arrival has launched me on a very different trajectory. Peace and Calm seem to work together. To me, Calm was the advance team preparing the way for Peace to arrive. This element of Peace has compelled me frequently this week, compelled me to stop what I was doing, sit down, and then do nothing. And there I am, just sitting there, marveling at the moment. There is tranquility. There is an absence of strife. It is all around me. Its presence just as compelling as the trauma it has replaced. What is missing is that background, slowly simmering unsettledness of the life I have left behind. And the moment is breathtaking in its simplicity. That's how peace is. Now I sit in abject awe of how my world of just 27 days ago could be so replaced by this peace. I go through the day with objectives and tasks to accomplish, and then along the way I feel this overwhelming force that says, Stop. Come over here. Sit. Reflect. See what I brought you? Yes, I say. It is wonderful. It is so welcome. Now the tears are for a different reason. There have been so many on this journey, so many that have come from equally as many sources, some from despair, others from anguish, still others from lost dreams. Then the ones that come from changes in the journey, those that have come from God's power when it touched the deepest regions of my soul with his love, those that have come as the war with the future ended and a new way to go emerged. Now come the most joyous tears. They will line the road ahead as I learn to navigate that road, as I learn the lessons that are to be learned, those tears of the future, those tears of joy that peace has brought to the journey.